my spidey senses tingling. The only man that's been kissed by a Slimma King. He's Slim, the host of the Papercake Podcast, episode 107. Really big show uh, this evening. The Papercake Podcast. We talk about industry news, the books we're reading together as friends forever, and we'll read your letters live. Close out the show. Uh, book club this week. Rocketeer. Cargo of Dim. The host this evening. Brought to you by exclusively Jonesy Loves Beer's handkerchief that he will be using this evening. Uh, he's a writer, Jonesy is. He's writing his own comic book, The Inherited. Look it up on Twitter, my friend. It's real. They could Any just day be now. days away <laughs> from a huge announcement. Uh, uh, thank you for having me, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize if my voice isn't as dynamic as it usually is week to week. You're sick is what you're saying, Jonesy. Just just a little bit. Little known fact, Jonesy has not time warped from 1930, and he does use a handkerchief. <laughs> Jonesy Lebeer's old-timey handkerchiefs here, folks. <laughs> foul. Handkerchiefs are foul. It's like using the same roll of toilet paper and just keep it in your pocket. Yeah, and just folding it up. If you fold it up more than twice, it's like a Hanzo blade. Like, it just <laughs> it, it fortifies. You fold it over the steel. Uh, the Hanzo steel historian this evening. He's the VP of merch. He's putting together the second ever paper keg meetup, July 27th. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And putting it together. Philadelphia at Barcade. Keep an eye out for it. We'll be there. Me and Dale. Beth Corto's going to be there. Get out of here. She has accepted the Facebook Evite. High five, Beth Corto. Wow, I can't wait to see her. Jonesy Jun- might not last for this show. Look at him. He's a mess. It's, oh, it's pretty bad over here. Uh, Dale underscore A. That's who I was introducing. Thanks for being back. Breaking news. Still got that GD poison sumac. Still with me. And I am just the most uncomfortable man you could ever meet. I feel like probably that handkerchief feels. Jonesy constantly blowing his Petri ingredients into it. Awful. I words. would think that just really prolongs the sickness because you're just like rubbing your face with it just <laughs> do you, continuously. Do you want me to burn it? I mean, what do you want? What what would satisfy <laughs> you at this point? It just doesn't make it just doesn't make logical sense to me that someone would use a handkerchief. Is all I'm saying. Really big show tonight. Uh, Mark Wade, Chris Omni together again for the Rocketeer Cargo of Diem from IDW. 
the uh, the page count of that book fooled me when I grabbed that digital trade. There's like 50 pages of sketches. And oh, yeah. Out, rough outline. It was scary at first because I knew it was only four <laughs> issues, but you see that you see that uh, volume and it's like 136 pages. Like what? That's that's one of our six issue book oh, clubs God. right there. But uh, that's bang for your buck. It was only like 7.99 for all those pages. Can't beat it. Do you remember? I mean, what would your how would your pants react if we ever did Secret Wars again? Twelve issues. <laughs> Forget it. You know, there's there are a couple books that I I would love to do for the show that I won't dare bring up to you guys, but they're on, the only like Infinite Kung Fu is definitely an example, and I'll just bring it up because who knows we'll ever do it. But it's only as far as I know, it's like four hundred and fifty pages or something. It's a top shelf book. Oh I don't God. even know where where you would stop. Like where do you just cut off? So you know, infinitely never being able to do it, Kung Fu. We would have to plan that book club ahead of time so we would have to be like doing shows in between us reading infinite kung fu in the background yeah that, yeah it would be like ruck a keg times oh my oh thousand. my uh what's happening in the world of news besides jonesy possibly dying this evening while we record this show i'll stay up late and uh write up type up that obit as soon as uh, as soon as i <laughs> have the final word uh Hashtag Image Expo, fellows. What a show. I mean, this was... It was so big. It was number two in trending topics on Twitter. Wow. It hit number two in the universe of Twitter. This wasn't just tailored Dale underscore A tweets where it's Amazon MP3 (laughs) and Philadelphia Beer Week and uh, what else? What you think about, obviously. <laughs> Women's shawls. <laughs> so Image Expo was just blew the pants off of everybody this year. I, I th- It's just becoming this huge monster of a thing. And this year, the reveals are right up there with Xbox One and PS4. It was a great show. At, at a show. They, they just had so much content in their little presser that... Uh, Ronxo put together that I, I just couldn't believe the the announcements. I mean, the announcements coming out of there, a flurry of new projects by much beloved artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Brubaker and Steve Epting, anyone? Oh, God. I mean, it was a money shot of announcements, that whole expo. <laughs> just continual yeah. money shot montage. Two books by... Derek Remender, no, not Derek, <laughs> Rick Remender announcing two books at Image. Black, was it Black Magic? Black Space. Uh, black Science. Black Science, not yeah. magic. Come on, babe. Uh The, what was, what did they call it? The Kindred sequel? What was it called? The Spiritual Sequel to Fear Agent. <laughs> I mean, black that's, that's, you can't just throw those words around. In my presence, I, but if if anybody can, right? Rick Remender. Oh my God, can I mean when I read when I, I I didn't read that article. I think I was reading. I wasn't reading it live, but I just felt like something was announced. Like I was walking around the <laughs> office, and I just kind of I had to grab onto a wall that I was near. Like I couldn't hold myself up. Something happened, and I knew right. it. You probably had to catch yourself on the Master Chief helmet. Oh God, 
Chief. No, you it was stumbled Chief. into the Halo room. It was yeah. the energy sword that I mounted on the wall of the Halo room. I needed it, and I yeah. propped myself up. And uh, another one, Deadly Class, about a high school for assassins. I I think I would love where that is going, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, that, I mean, that really takes top spots in my heart. Matt Fraction, Christian Ward, uh, announcing Adi Adesi. Yeah. In which the male characters are female and the female characters are male. What? <laughs> I didn't I didn't read the synopsis on that one. All I knew was it was called Odyssey and it was spelled oddly. Yeah. And that little snippet of uh extra news I just gave you could frighten some people. I'm willing to give it a chance, but I don't know. Did you read his satellite Sam at all? I I did. I was going to talk about it on the show. Excuse me. I apologize for even broaching that topic. Save it for the show. I'm curious to know how Remendo has the time to write all these books. I remember when he was, when Marvel Now started, he was doing like eight books or some such, and he was like burnout, miserable. Well, he called you, told you this? He um he paged me. There was also a rumor that I heard, I think on the Ancillary Characters podcast, that the next Marvel event, we can come back to the Image Expo after this little tidbit, would be written by none other than the duo of Jason Aaron and Rick Remender. What? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, any other n- rumors <laughs> Jonesy just spitting Jonesy, up you spittle, can go to bed if you want. chunks. <laughs> he just <laughs> spittled live on the show. Uh, I'm good to go, zombies. fellas. Good to go. The uh, you know what was also interesting? I I was following the pulse of the Image Expo when it happened. Yeah. Some people were sarcastically bringing up that all the creator-owned books, which are the heart of Image, weren't new people. It was like established names, and they were trumpeting them, which is an interesting take. And a lot of it was, uh, you know, a lot of, frankly, most of the announced books are from the Marvel Architects. Mm, yeah, I didn't realize that. Well, um, that was pretty obvious. Now that I that think about is, it. I mean, it's cool that they have a place to go for their creative work and, and have that outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's totally looks bad or it looks like Image was hunting them for... You, Marvel Architects compared to the Image Interior Designers. I think that's what you can call the, that that troop. How about Mark right. Millar calling in over Skype or whatever the heck he did? Just oh, yeah. Yeah, he announced some MPH book, and yeah, that. Was I'm sorry, absurd. Neil Patrick Harris book? Yeah, MPH <laughs> and uh, Harold Kumar guest appearing. <laughs> sorry, I just woke up from a coma, and that's all I heard. But I mean, it was all great, all great news. I'm I'm looking forward to all those books. That Jason Aaron book looks like an absolute delight. Oh yeah, it's Southern Beasters, bat bastards. Can I say that? I think you can say Jason that on the air. Latour on art. Where did I see his art before? Refresh my memory. That is a very good question. I'm not. Was I'm it a Batman a blank. book? I would ask Jonesy, but he doesn't even know what day it is. I remember seeing his art. I can't remember if it was you Batman. Get the, uh, intern on it. 
I'm getting the intern on it right now. All right. But Southern Bastards is about a high school football coach who is also a murderer and buries bodies under the bleachers. <laughs> and I mean, that's real. It takes place in the South. The first uh, cover, of the first image is like a uh, picnic tablecloth with like barbecue sauce smeared everywhere and corn and grilled meats. Jason Latour's name comes up for for some Winter Soldier issues of late. Hmm. He did uh, a Wolverine issue. Um, he also apparently did some Django Unchained, but I wonder if he shared our duties with the the guy that did Scalped. But that's all that's coming up in the app, the hmm. old app. The old app that Image no longer needs, apparently. Selling... DRM-free PDFs, CBZs, whatever. I think you can just choose the format you want. Right, right. Um, it's bold. Bold move. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they obviously want to expand their audience, and there are a lot of quacks out there complaining about their... And it's Slim, I know you probably can't talk about this, so I'm just mentioning it in my uh, monologue here. Jonesy's here. Jonesy's ready. He's Hi, ready, ready, ready to go. Jonesy's He's middle not name is DRM. I don't want to incite a riot by my comments <laughs> regarding DRM, so I'll just say, huh, interesting tactic image. Yeah, the press release stop was... all over your friends in the business <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> the press release was uh, a little, I don't know, underhanded, Peevish? a little smarmy. Hmm. Peevish. But I didn't read it. But they are looking to expand their market, and you know, a lot of people are put off by the DRM in comic books. Why can't they just have their read uh, their books in Chrome and then you know siphon that off into some weird file format that you need to keep track of and buy Dropbox for? Because if you lose it, you're toast. Um. But that was the that was the other big news coming out of Image Expo. Yeah, DRM free books. It's a huge step, and I think a lot of publishers are going to be watching it closely because they're probably, can you know, they have to be the biggest to take such big, yeah. such moves. Biggest comic publisher. Top Shelf does it already. All yeah. those double barrel books that you that we I get in the app every week oh, every yeah. month. You can get it on like a PDF or yeah. CBZ on Top Shelf's site. And we love Top Shelf. Love Top Shelf. Everything they do is magic. Isn't that a song? I think. Absolutely. Oh, 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 it's magic, you know. Um, you know what? You know what was on that Image Comics site is the Jupiter's Children or Jupiter's Legacy, that Mark Miller book. Famously, yeah. What's so uh, famous about it? Is it not on Comicsology? He has a no. It's not. He has a oh, thing okay. where he doesn't want any of his books digital for X months. I think it's, I want to say it's three months or six months. It's a, He has some kind of rule, but it's available on com, on Image's site. Um, so I'd be, interested to, I'd be interested to read it once it hits Comixology. Yeah, I like yep. having everything in my collection. You know, I got what I have to say to Mark Millar on today of all days. You know what I have to say? What's that? <laughs> July 4th. Seventeen seventy six. 
One of the greatest <laughs> intro music pieces of all time. Coming like this is like... <laughs> oh man, pointing both sides. Both sides. Oh. <laughs> I want to watch every video tonight before I go to bed. No, and then he, he points and then he stands there and bass and he's like... <laughs> oh, oh yeah. you. you know, towards the end of the, his career, it was hilarious because the fans would all like know he was going to do the point. So you could hear the audience like mouth you with him when he did the point. Like he, the audience, you'd just hear like an audible you. It, like really? when he pointed. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Look at you on the inside. I grew up one of the biggest wrestling fans you will ever meet, Dale. That is, to pardon the oh, phrase, a Stone Cold fact. You know, I didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, no, I used to, I used to love wrestling back before 95, 96. You know what I just realized? I grew out of it. Since Jonesy is pretty much ill, this is, this is like the first flap-esque paper keg right now, just the two of us. The flap is a yeah. podcast we also do, FYI. It really is, because Jonesy just doesn't have the energy to sigh right. He doesn't have the energy <laughs> to respond. He's got, like, blankness in the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it takes... Is your spark. wife, like, underneath you giving you a foot massage just to make sure you don't just croak <laughs> right now? No, I'm just getting a poke with a stick in the back. And just We're running out of tape. Between Jonesy dying, DRM-free comics, and the Hulkster... We're running out of tape right now. Um, Independence Day. Do I even want to ask Jonesy what he read this week? I mean, I, will it be a I lightning round? <laughs> no. I think you're ready to hear about Daredevil Dark Knights issue two. Oh, God help me. It please. just spoil the freak, keeps spoil the freak, that please. energy from the first issue and just keeps it going. Did you guys both read this? I, not yet. No, I read I it on the not. train and... I was just screen when I like a book, I just start screenshotting. I start screenshotting oh, moments man. that I just am in love with, and I screenshotted probably half the book. Every page in this book is poetry. Uh, there's there's a scene, Dale, and I'm going to spoil it for you a little bit, <laughs> where he's okay. running towards his I goal. I deserve it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's just running towards his goal, you know, and he he has this little conflicted moment where he's like i hear five or six other crimes happening but i've got to keep focused for this young girl oh and yeah. each mm. each sound like gets a little radar image of like the violence or the mugging or the you know mm. the r going on that he's avoiding because he's got to go get this heart for hannah oh my god what a just amazing comic book daredevil dark knights is going to be lee weeks back to formula it's just, it's. <laughs> what an obscure <laughs> comment to make. That is a gag that Jonesy and I and Dave, just Dave, used to do to each other when Spider Man came out, the first movie, when the green, when Willem yeah. Dafoe was so annoyed that one of the scientists <laughs> asked him to go back to formula. Back to formula! Two weeks! Uh, just, <laughs> if you guys aren't picking up Dark Knights, you've got to stop what you're doing and go get it right this second. Just, it, the- it's. Parallel, parallel, not better, not worse than Wade and Bendis' run right now, in my eyes. I mean, that page, Wade when, and he, when he is running through the snow, and how Lee Weeks illustrates that he's hearing all the other crimes happen, mm-hmm. 
and he even hears a guy that he defended um like a, like a crook essentially a con man not a nice guy and he's finally out of prison and these guys that he owed money to finally come to collect and he hears this and he decides i have to keep going i have to go get this heart amazing absolutely amazing that guy's had his chance more or less oh, oh what a great issue and the cliffhanger was just majestic majestic there was one thing that i kind of wasn't in love with which was the storyline addition to what daredevil was going after like i'm not sure if that was too comic booky or it took me out of the grounded in realism I mean, as much as you can. I, I think they needed. A, I think they might have painted himself in the corner. Well, I guess the they needed limit. the extra time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that came about. Like it didn't totally take me out, but I think they could have just reworded the script of the first issue and not had to worry about it. How about the line? Some things can't be ignored. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dale, how you feeling right now? <laughs> Now I'm feeling excited to read it. Actually, I uh, I was off this past Wednesday and I didn't hit the LCS. But this this run, I am double dipping auto auto double dip. I am subscribing oh, yeah. to it oh. at Comicsology. Oh, and yeah, there's some news for you. I uh, yeah, I wanted to get to that, but we ran out of tape. Um, but yeah, I I already bought it digitally. As soon as I did, actually didn't know it came out this week because it was such a small week for books, I didn't realize there was anything I'd be getting. And then I think I saw a slim tweet, uh, one of our friends on Twitter, and it reminded me. And I was just like, I I bought it via the mobile site immediately. Oh wow! You know, have I, you it know what I love ready for is, me. Uh, I love subscriptions because I have the worst memory ever, and I yeah. subscribe to Hawkeye. We'll get into it. Um, let's talk about a book called Anti-Hero from Monkey Brain. Jay Fairber writing. The, uh, it reminds me of, um, what was that? What's the, oh, I can't think of the name. Um, the Mark Wade superhero book that I loved and now I can't even think of the title. The one incorruptible, from incorruptible, yeah. The this is it's a story between these two guys. One is a superhero, and one is a crook that gets one last shot from his boss to not be a total idiot and not be murdered by his boss. So he keeps getting screwed up in his jobs by this one superhero. And on his way back from getting reamed out by his boss, he sees that same superhero in an alley unmasking. So he then discovers his identity. He follows him around. He sees that he has like a um, a wife that wants a divorce. He's got two kids, and he eventually follows him to his job. So now he's like, uh, at the end of the first issue, he's like, now you're going to work for me. So he holds all this stuff over his head, and this superhero is pretty much at his um, at his beck and call, I guess you could say. But uh. Very good. I was I was actually really surprised that I really enjoyed it. It's it's tough to read a superhero book that's not Marvel and DC and not expect it to be just like someone's Rob Liefeld dream from the nineties. 
Yeah. Like, there's a lot of books out there that are still kind of like maybe quiet homages to that era and maybe they don't realize it. But this one's really good. Just sold yourself a monkey brain comic. Mm-hmm. I like that premise. It's good. Um, on that premise, uh, the G- Catalyst Comics was apparently a thing back in the 90s for Dark Horse. And Joe Casey just put out a new um, issue. They're, I, they're, I guess, redoing it. And it just came out from Dark, Dark Horse this week. It was really <laughs> wild. It was Dork, really like... Dark Horse. Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Joe Casey does some wild stuff. Yeah, that's what... I was thinking of that and about 90 superheroes and Joe Casey. And the book was wild. I mean, there was mm-hmm. no... I, I won't be going back for more. You know, I wild. think Joe Casey's writing troupe, Man of Action, wrote that Wolverine and Spider-Man episode that you just watched. Oh, is that his company? I think Joe Casey is a part of that company. Because then it Joe Casey, Joe Kelly, and then... Uh, now I can't remember the other guy's name, but they did Ben Ten. Okay, because I saw the uh, credits. Yeah, Man of Action was credited to that. It yeah, stuck they, out they, to me because it was like executive producer or something, and there was Man of Action. That's all it said. I was like, "What is yeah, that?" Yeah, that's like it's like the three of them, and um, the well, they yeah they did the Ben Ten, and they made like a buttload of money, and then they started oh, okay. doing some of the. Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, and I think they're executive. They're they're pretty much show running the new Avengers show. Oh snap! Yeah, I thought Joe Kelly was had something to do with Joe Casey, but I didn't. Steven Siegel is the other writer's name. Okay. He did some X Men way back in the day. I read, as we said earlier, Satellite Sam number one, <sighs> Matt Fraction, Howard Chaikin. And I am, I don't know. Satellite Sam, the premise, hooks me big time. What is the premise? I know nothing about this book outside of Howard Chaikin. Looks like he's drawing the chick from Black Kiss and all the covers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Satellite Sam is basically, Satellite Sam is a kids program in the like 50s or 60s. Television is, is brand new. It's like 1951, and, I think. Oh, okay, yeah, f- 1951. Television is a new thing, and it's it's like, you know, s- whole channels are sponsored by, you know, sponsored by Le Monde, De Soap, or whatever. Satellite Sam is a kid's show, and the whole comic is basically the behind-the-scenes awfulness of, a ki- of the kid's show. Hmm. And Satellite Sam is the main character and he winds up dead and they're like waiting for him to arrive to the set. And obviously you can tell that he's put him through this before. He's, he sounds like a drunk. He sounds like a big drug addict and they just need Sam to get on set because they're doing this live kids program. And one of the showrunners runs out to this guy's apartment and he is like, they find him in the middle of this crazy crime scene with like women's shoes and double-headed things, big ram ramming tools, and oh it is is crazy. And you know the other 
the other um, actors on the show are, you know, ha- seem to have their own set of problems. One looks to be like real loose, and uh, you know, it's not all. It's so it it's so such a great premise because what's obviously on the air is not at all what goes on. And you wonder that about any show. You wonder that about newscasters, like how mm-hmm. if they hate each other with a seething passion and and stuff. So Satellite Sam is going to explore his death and the other stuff around this show. And I think I thought it was a wonderful premise and it's and Matt Fraction did a great job. And then you get the Howard Chaikin <laughs> I it, crime scene. His art is a crime scene because <laughs> I, I don't know if it's I don't know if he does the lettering. I'm I'm looking through now, but other than the fact that it's black and white, I, I, I it could be fine black and white. But his art is so confusing to look at. It's just kind of sloppy. Hmm. And on, on top of that, and this was true with Black Kiss too as well. Like the lettering and the word bubbles are just look like total garbage. Like they don't fit on the page at all. Hmm. And it's hard to explain, but they just, all the word bubbles just look severely out of place in the panels, and the lettering just looks like crap. And oh it just, it's kind of just a shame to see what this great story could be. Such an interesting premise. And you kind of have to get through this art where Dagmar's in every panel. Yeah, I will say this, Dale. The first two pages, like, I didn't even know who was talking. Because, like, the yeah. character models didn't seem very fleshed out. And uh, by the time he gets to, like, his fifth or sixth female, you really do just feel like the same person over and over again. Like, the the girl from the control room and the girl that uh, ran to go get Satellite Sam from his smut room. Like, I have no idea, yeah. like, were they the same person? Were they meant to be the same person? Were they just right. drawn exactly the same? So I, I get yeah. what you're saying. It, it's, it was not a clear artistic direction. Yeah, and, and, and it's quite a shame. I'd love to hear other, other thoughts on it because the, the, the story is there and Matt Fraction did a heck of a job writing this. And there's, you know, there's all this um, high-level stuff with the network trying to expand and I, I don't know it, it's really intriguing but I can't, just can't get past the art and the layout of the word bubbles and like Jonesy said it's hard to tell who's talking and facial expressions you don't know if everybody's just mumbling or, or what I don't know it's really odd is is Dagmar in it or is there just a chick that looks like Dagmar it's just every chick looks like Dagmar Dagmar is not in it huh. hmm. um, two sentences or less lightning round the most popular segment in this show's history. Jonesy loves being alive for now. <laughs> Dexter issue one. If you're a fan of the show Dexter on Showtime, I'm not sure you'll enjoy this issue. Mm. If you're not a fan, this could be a way to get you into the show. Batman Incorporated number 12. This series is still going on. And the final battle with Leviathan 
was actually pretty interesting. But it's still not over yet, the series. Dynamite Comics Uncanny. Andy Diggle, Aaron Campbell. A hustler with special powers finds himself up a creek. The art and story are fantastic. (laughs) The Rocketeer Cargo of Doom from... Legends, living legends. Mark Wade and Chris Somney. Jonesy, I imagine you. We talked about this book in an email thread. And Jonesy, I think, finished reading the trade before we even agreed on doing yeah, this book. Deciding on a book. <laughs> yeah. He already I was had a huge high, fan of the You movie. had high grandiose plans of, you know, us talking about Rocketeer, the movie. And you were just, you were like hopped up on Rocketeer balls. When we talk about this book, if I What's could this? have the Rocketeer Blu-ray, you know, I got a birthday coming up, guys. You know, just letting you know. Um, beer. The Cargo of Doom <laughs> is uh, a Mark Wade Chris Somney production, so you know you're getting quality right from the get-go. And it's about Cliff Secord and his uh, post-origin days as the Rocketeer. And he's off saving people. You know, Peeves' niece, Sally, is in town and needs some a good saving. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And, uh, you know, he's always got some lady trouble going on. And uh, besides that, his whole world comes crashing down around him. He gets grounded, can't fly. He, he just needs to be the rocketeer to get his, you know, clear his head. And at the same time, across town is a freighter that has some of the most special cargo of doom <laughs> ever. And when that cargo breaks out, only the Rocketeer, without his rocket pack, is able to save everyone. Cargo of doom. Got <laughs> <laughs> shit on his hand. I, uh, I actually didn't... F- finish this when it first came out this was the first time i read the whole thing i think i read the first issue maybe in a half when it first came out but um what did you think dale mark wade boiled this he boiled the time period down to its essence it's like when you boil wine, when you're making some sort of stew or sauce, and you just get the caramelly concentration. Um, he can draw. He 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 wrote a a. I'm gonna say beautiful again, and then I know at least dog teeth on the Twitter will mock me for it because I say it for everything. But God, GD. I mean, he could. It, it's such a fun story that was so absurdly amazing and it caught the essence of old-timey kind of a, a feel like a old-timey stories yeah. um jealous dames and and uh 
you know, getting get ground, grounded by the by the government and stuff like that. Just the, the dialogue within and Chris Somney. God. Let me love you. <laughs> Chris Somney. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was a great book. And Dinosaurs, come on. That Man of Steel-esque ending. The whole town. Where he burnt the city to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And he walked. And, they, and they, they made out on the ashes <laughs> of the people of Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought it was a great... It reminded me of Indiana Jones. It, it felt like a great period movie with, mm-hmm. you know, humor and emotion. Um, as Jensen blows his nose, cracking me so up. Sorry. It, um, I mean, it was... I mean, it was obviously set in the in the time period. So, I mean, I think it, I always come back to this. Anything I read from Chris Somney, I just yearn for a Mark Wade, Chris Somney, Indiana Jones ongoing. Oh my god, you would not believe this might be the closest we ever come to it. I yeah. I would probably pay five dollars an issue for something like that. Oh oh, absolutely. I don't my think anybody god. would not. I, um, you should commission it. Let's all just get at least fifteen dollars together, and we'll see what he can do for us. The, I mean, just I can't get over Chris Somney. I mean, he gets a lot of love on Twitter, but I don't think people really understand what we're witnessing here with mm-hmm. his artwork. I mean, these covers, these sketches, the, I mean, the end of issue one where they're they're kissing in the moonlight. Good gravy! I mean, honestly, this is it's just magic. His art is is living magic. Every pose of the Rocketeer that he does is an absolute GD treasure. Mm -hmm. I mean, every time the light strikes him and he's like he's flying forward or he's catching the plane, and you know maybe he's it's just the contrails of the rocket as he flies up. Every single one could be a splash page poster that, in my mind, could sell a billion copies. Page three, it's not even part of the story, but when it's like the placard where it's written by Mark Wade, art by Chris Somney, and it's just the Rocketeer flying up in the air with, uh, what's her name, Betty? Mm-hmm. And the biplane in the background is just an, a stark white page otherwise. Oh, man. That, <laughs> oh, man, that's so that's good. beautiful. The you should uh, You should give Chris Somney some dessert. And there's a little room you haven't chamed in, Dale. <laughs> I would never do that to Chris Somney. We're friends now, all right? Uh, there was also, like, of the time, there were, they. I think Wade brought in a lot of fun, too, with the mysterious characters on the phones. Like, you know, it of that era, like, they had, there was characters off screen that were pulling strings that maybe you would find out about in the series and maybe you wouldn't. I mean, there's a fairly obvious one at the end of the series where there's another mysterious character involved and maybe one of the characters is, is actually involved with them as well. And I mean, this is only a four issue miniseries, but there are threads that lead into something else. Yeah. And, and but I, I love that it was, you needed no context to be able to, accept these characters at all like the guy who was on the freighter who it like almost described like he had a lobotomy or something Mm -hmm. he's kind of like not all there and he can't concentrate and uh 
he seemed to either know who I can't remember if he knew who the Rocketeer was or if he knew what was in the cargo. But yeah, that was a uh, weird uh, alluding to something. All the the quirky characters and the characters off screen they were they could be written and read with no other context whatsoever. Like it it, ju- it was used to move the story along, and you didn't necessarily need to know who they were, and it didn't make the story didn't make you feel like you couldn't get through the story without knowing who they were. How about that part where he zaps the dinosaur with a gun and he's like, ah, oh, sorry, you big dumb animal. Like, it was such a weird, like, it just fit in the weird time period where what an odd reaction to having just vaporized a large animal with a laser mm-hmm. gun. And it was just it's so weird, I thought. There were so many shots like that where... It just re- it actually felt like a 1940s comic book. Yeah. There's just the silly lines, and that may not work in a in a comic that's not the Rocketeer, but you know it's the Rocketeer, you know it's 1940s or 30s, and yeah, I don't know, it just supremely works for the series. Like, Mark Wade was able to capture it and make you love... Make you love it lots. Yeah, I like the fact that, first of all, there's dinosaurs in this in this world. Absolutely, and when, like you, not for a second, like you don't miss a beat. There's dinosaurs, and you're like, instead of being like, "Well, this doesn't work," you're like, "Oh, this is a this is a cool twist." Where did this come from? Like, it's a King Kong moment. Like, it's very pulpy kind of twist the story takes and the fact that a ray gun they can vaporize and comes out of nowhere not for a second that i even question it i just roll mm-hmm. with it and that uh that led to me yeah led me to enjoy the book and it just makes me sad that like if this were this stunt were tried in another book i'm sure the comic book community would just tear it to pieces but because this is like a beloved property like right this is just great didn't they even say that uh from skull island there were stories of a giant gorilla being taken off this island into the city. So they kind of m- mentioned that these dinosaurs came from that same island as as King Kong. Did I miss? Maybe I missed that. I th- it was like page yeah. one of whenever they were talking about the island. But um, there was a, the, how about the hilarious scene where uh, Rocketeer is trying to fight the dinosaurs, but before he has the gun, they like. He lands on the ground, and they all the towns, the people in the city are like cheering him on. Are like, "We love you, yeah, Rocketeer, save moment. us!" And then he's like, "How? How would you want me to save you?" <laughs> and then he's like, "I mean, how would you like me to save you? Because I can pull yeah. off saving you in any number of ways." And then they all cheer. That was hilarious. I like the uh, the little angle with Sally. He's not so young, and she's old enough. They could probably, uh, you know. Fall old, in love. How old was Sally in this book? Do you think? Did they ever say explicitly? They never said explicitly. I would have guessed she was seventeen. Mm-hmm. It had to be eighteen at least because she joins oh, the military right. kind of in the end. Have. Yeah, maybe she turned eighteen mid. Mark Wade keeping it legal. <laughs> Absolutely, That's what they call him. They call him Mark keeping it legal. Wade, <laughs> such a stickler for the rules that Mark Wade. The uh, I really enjoyed the colors too, and it's. That Jordy Belair cat that gets a lot of props on Manhattan Projects and other titles, but you know what he's doing right now? Half past danger with Stephen Mooney. Who the colorist? Mm-hmm. That's a she, also by the way. 
That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> She's probably listening right now. My B. God, Betty Betty was such a such a B in this book. But I remember um the original like large oversized magazine by Dave Stevens. She was like that's just like totally her character. Did you ever read that oversized ter- uh, graphic novel that he did for The Rocketeer? No, I have not. It's got that famous um I think I own it digitally. I I haven't read it yet. It's though. good. It's the, it's got that it's the famous uh, like pinup of Betty. They get into a fight because Betty is like a model. She's like the Mar- she's like Mary Janeing, and she's doing this kind of semi nude photo shoot. And Dave Stevens draws it. Like I remember reading this when I was like ten or eleven, and it like knocked my socks off. Um, but it's like gorgeously drawn by Stevens. And I think they recently recolored it, and I think that's the digital version. But that's the mm. that's the version that a lot of people know from the Rocketeer, um, outside of the movie anyway, which is fantastic. Great film. <laughs> Jonesy probably has like three pages of notes on the movie that he just wants to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> His birthday is coming up. If you know, it's in this month, guys. How much is that Blu-ray gonna run, Jens? Is that, is that like the five ninety nine bin? Hold on, let me tweet out. Here? Let me tweet out the Amazon link uh, using <laughs> yeah, the paper gag account. Just make make your Amazon wish list public while you're at it. <laughs> you would get no less than six copies, I bet. <laughs> Especially if it's five ninety nine. But the uh, another great uh, scene that I loved was when Cliff put on the uh, Rocketeer outfit in front of um a legal eighteen year old. Sally, he, Sally, he blasts out of the hangar, and she faints from realizing that they're the same person. And mm-hmm. there's like this huge back trail of flame behind him as he jets out of the hangar. I thought it was gorgeous. You know, she had the biggest boner when she <laughs> fainted. I mean, there's no, I would have. That would have been like, holy crap, that's amazing. And then you would have had to whip out your handkerchief to clean yourself up. <laughs> oh, man. A melting pot of disgust. Jonesy, any any closing thoughts? You know what I just realized is that the the villain uh, for the majority of it even reminded me of uh, James Bond from the original Rocketeer movie. What was that character's name? Timothy Dalton. Oh, the character's name? Yeah. Uh, Neville Cause Sinclair. Because he, he even has like the outfit of a Neville Sinclair in this book, I feel. It's kind of like a sword. Well, actually, maybe... Give me a rocket. <laughs> He's sorry. primed. He's sorry. primed and ready to go yeah. through the catalog of quotes <laughs> from that movie. It's weird seeing characters that wear glasses in Chris Somney books because I automatically envision Matt Murdock as that character, where the the lobotomized <laughs> guy was walking through the hallway and all you could see yeah. was his glasses. I was like, "Well, is, is that Matt Murdock right now?" <laughs> the glare on the on the frames. Any closing thoughts on Cargo of Doom? Jonesy loves beer. Rocketeer Just historian. Chris Somney is a GD national treasure. And I wish I could give this book out in schools so that the children would come to know his name. Great book. We got your letters. I'm going to open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. I think you heard a snort when the, whatever the last thing you said, they heard like an, an audible snort. I'm gonna see if I can clip that out for you. Thanks. Clicks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
letters at paperkeg.com. Uh, if you shoot us a letter, we will read it on the era. Uh, did we even get any letters this week? I have no idea. It was a holiday. Uh, we got three, I believe. Got three letters. Oh, we did? Huh. Yeah. I'm not checking my Gmail then. You're, you're on holiday. <laughs> you know, you're all. Okay. You want to go first there, Dale? Yeah, I'll run down this, uh, the devil himself. <clears throat> Dear sirs, I apologize for trolling so hard during the live taping of 105 and 106. After I was done listening to the audio version of 105, I made a vow to not interrupt the taping of 106 because it was obvious that some portion of the paper keg hosts were incapable of ignoring Twitter during the taping and just made the final edit that much more difficult. He, he just trolls me again right there. I was holding true to my vow, only tweeting pre-broadcast until Jonesy Loves V-Necks tweeted dramatic screen captures <laughs> of Mr. Breed Loves Neck. Then I lost my S. I'm making a vow to not even tweet at you any time during or immediately surrounding the taping of 107. Unrelated, you had some prior conversation about just what constitutes a comic or a graphic novel. The question has already been answered by stuffy old guys who wear sport coats with leather patches on the elbows. Comics are sequential art that is used to convey a story or idea. Lastly, I downloaded the Action Comics code for iBooks that Dale underscore A tweeted from Starbucks. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but reading that format on an iPhone is nigh impossible. Mm. It, only made me it only made me appreciate the guided view from Comicsology that much more. It probably would have worked fine on the iPad. P.S. Since Dale underscore A is your resident eulogist and Mark Farrington, rest in peace, has now officially passed away, why hasn't an official eulogy been released? <laughs> well, inside joke. Uh, That's a good question. Dale underscore A once attempted to deliver a eulogy so awful that it I could not recover physically. It was oh, it was something that I that that I may never experience ever again. That was gold on air, live, to tape in the new segment. Yeah, iBooks iBooks comics are not super great. I've, I've tried their I've sampled their their collection. They still kind of follow that. This is a real thing that you're reading on your iPad. So there's page curls and the, uh, the camera okay. shifts from like the left side of the book to the right side of the book when you change pages. Well, that sounds I mean, awful. It's not, mm. it's not great. Yeah, especially on an iPhone, that would just be horrid. Intolerable. But it's cool so, that Starbucks is giving out those free codes. I mean, yeah, whatever gets more people reading comics. Yeah, do it, babe. It's July. We are nearing Barcade Round 2. Do we have any real attendance confirmations, both within the show and listeners? Tell me something about Batman Superman. Is this taking place on the main Earth, or is this an Earth 2 story? Not that is it like supposed to. to be the story of Superman and Batman meeting? But I thought when the New 52 launched that those characters met during the first arc when they united to defeat uh, Darkseid. So is this a different Batman and Superman, or is this just an oversight? Having been away, I am weeks behind on the show and apologize if this has already been addressed. <laughs> See you soon. Panooch. Speaking of oversights, Jonesy not talking to that microphone. about that? What are you talking about? I can hear myself. Huge oversight. Jeez. You know what, guys? Um, we ask you to do one thing every week, Jonesy. You could just not even read a comic, but if you talk on that mic, I don't give a crap. Thanks. Thank you. The uh, 
Beth Corto, super fan, it will be in attendance. Awesome. Um, I still have to find sitters for my kids, oh, but geez. I will be in attendance. My wife will be there with me. Coming to pick you up at 7 p.m. and then you guys go home? <laughs> well, I'm hoping she comes with me the whole time. So, And she's not going to be pregnant this uh, year. So that you know of. Alleged. Be, I'm trying to get a room in the city, boys. Really? Hello. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I should figure out that. If I'm going to be in the city that long. God damn it. I don't even live, <laughs> city. I don't live in that state anymore. I just realized it. Yep. Terrible. Thank you. Ugh. Uh, there's some Canadians that are rumored to be in attendance. I think Brad Heitmeyer, comic book Candyman, Fiendsta on the Twitter. I think he's he's rumored to be in attendance. Maybe the Echo Riff guys. Um, I wonder if Panooch is um, planning on coming. I hope so. Yeah. I hope everybody's planning on coming. It's really just an excuse for me, Dale, and Jonesy to get together and see get each drunk. other in person. Yeah. I mean. That's all there is. Yeah. But if other people want to hang out, that's great, too. What about that other guy who used to do this show? I think he'll be there. He's dead, Jonesy. Maybe his spirit will just live on. Peace. Hopefully dog teeth will be in there looking for some dirt. A word on the street is maybe he's coming, too. Paparazzo. He'll be hot off of some uh, protest. (laughs) (laughs) Have we got any other letters? One more. Sup, keggers. Long-time writer, first-time listener. I love you guys, PCAST. Totes the best comic related the one on the webs. My only complaint is that you guys talk about those lame Batman and Flash too much. You should mention cool heroes like Deadpool more. He's the best. Hashtag Liefeld for life. Keep on keeping on, peeps. Much respect, Fark Marrington. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, something tells me that was not a real letter <laughs> or a real person. Fark Marrington. <coughs> Questionable. That is, uh, yeah. That's all I can reveal. That's I do have an email address, but okay. that's like a, that's a first and last name. I don't even want to know. Yeah, who that's it's enough to give out, I think. Yeah. Thanks for emailing in Fark Marrington. Hopefully you can grace us with your presence once again. Is there any relation to the Gromat Gromanimal? Gromanimal. Is that another one of uh Listen. maybe one of Jonesy's identities on the internet? I only have one identity, all right? One Gromanimal. What, what were some of the other ones? There, there was a there was a PK fan alleged super that, fan. That actually was not me. What was that account's name? Do you remember? Uh Slim Loves Jonesy A or Slim loves Farrington A or something. There's always oh yeah. It's always funny when Jonesy cooks up one of these identities. He'll do it for two days and then just forget, <laughs> and then the the account just <laughs> remains forget. dormant for a decade. The only reason he'll ever check it is to clear the new badge icon on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> he let's be honest. He the doesn't know what animal. account. He doesn't know what account he signed up for. That he doesn't know what the password is. There's no way he's regaining <laughs> access to it. It's just to sit there. Plus, it's always a dead giveaway who created the account with whoever they follow first. In general, it's always that person <laughs> on Twitter. Damn it. I'm giving myself away. Uh, what a show. I hope it was good this July 4th. 
Hey, hey guys. Hopefully we saw some fireworks. First ever Dale and Slim only show. I mean, that's that's history making in itself. Yeah. Whatever happened to that other guy? Energy level's much lower. Much, much lower. You'll get through this, Jonesy. Just remember to burn that handkerchief <laughs> before it infects anyone else in your home. A little laundry detergent. It'll be back in action. All right? Just spray some insecticide on that thing. You'll be fine. <laughs> You worry. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Give Live us a, cultures. If you're bored, you know, if dish. you have poison sumac and you can't do anything, shoot us a review on iTunes to help people discover the show. Because we're pretty bad at it. We're lazy. We don't. We don't do anything. Yeah, we're awful. I mean, we have kids. What more do you need? We'll see everybody next week. Today, Dayquil and Arsh is car bomb for the show. Dayquil, yeah, dicey, huh? Yeah, I had to do it so that I could so show. I could sound this good on the airwaves. I mean, you sound great. You sound just delightful. Don't want to smoke up my ass, Lynn. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> a with the A word. So, what do you think of subscriptions? You subscribe to anything? I haven't yet, but um, I, I really want to do Dark Knights after hearing Dale did it. Let's see, what else? I read Hawkeye monthly. I read Superior Spider-Man monthly. Daredevil monthly. I guess I, the only books I read monthly are Marvel. Isn't it weird? Isn't that weird? Not at all. It's not weird at all. We're a big Marvel. Uh, uh-oh, Jonesy. In- irredeemable omnibus sale on the website right now. Oh, no. Just take in all your, my money in your Dayquil state. I mean, <laughs> who, who could blame me, right? If I just clicked it and bought it all right Irredeemable now. Digital Omnibus Volume One, fifteen ninety nine. Oh, I'm on it. Ripes bundles, Good Lord. Irredeemable lost me in the late twenties, but that last issue was just superb. Nineteen issues in that first Omnibus, fifteen ninety nine. Wow. Wow. Let me see what I subscribe to right now. Let's check it out here. Kinski from Monkey Brain, Legends of the Dark Knight, Daredevil, The Wake, Lazarus, Adventures of Superman. I just read Lazarus today. Yeah. I should subscribe to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, I was really impressed. That, that sounded like a 1966 Mustang starting up. He just waved his hand away like an old man ready to die. <laughs> he just like waved the it towards the, the camera. Don't worry like, about me, hand. <laughs> yeah, just go away. Don't worry about me. I'm just fine. leave me here. <laughs> it's over. I told you to get out of here. <laughs>
You threw your life away, didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> leave me be. Just leave me to die. Go. Go on. I'm trying to think of what else I read. I think that's actually all I read this week, what I said on the air. Let me see what we got here. Yeah, I caught up from last week. I got I hit up Uncanny, Lazarus. Batman 66. Lazarus was so bizarre. Good. A little too equal or brain for me. I, it's weird that she's really? like nine feet tall. I wasn't expecting that in the promo art. Right? Because she's like, she's like super tall and built. She's like a genetic, you know, specimen. Oh, yeah. She's a genetic specimen, all right. Yeah, she really is a genetic <laughs> specimen. Whoa. <laughs> I also read uh, What If Avengers vs. X-Men from Jimmy Palmiotti. Oh, was that any good? It's okay. There's a lot of hubbub on Twitter about that. Really? Twitter hubbub? Yeah, everybody's questioning whether it's they should get it, whether it's good. Yeah, what I is mean, just it's a, if the tables were turned? I mean, it's a fun what if book. They're all all those ideas are fun. The um, it's essentially issue one of Avengers versus X Men where they confront they they're like in the helicarrier and they're about to land on Utopia, Wolverine mm-hmm. and his Avengers. They confront them at the ship, and. Magneto was up there with him, like on the X Men side, and Wolverine gets really agitated, and he like goes to gut one of um, the X Men. I can't remember why, but sto- uh, spoilers, everybody, fast forward. What if Avengers versus X Men? Spoilers. Storm gets in the way, and he guts Aurora, and what? she dies. And um, Magneto flips out and crushes the ship with his magnetism powers, and then. It's all on after that. So he's like mentoring Hope kind of in this What If series, I think. It's just, is, is it a mini? Is uh, it a I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I assume it's a mini. I hope so. It just sounds like it's going to be milk milking. A lot of good buzz on that Batman 66 book. Yeah, I heard, I heard good things about it. You guys didn't read it? I didn't read it I just it woke up week. from a... You got your eighth wind. Yeah, I got I've read my... it. I've read it in production. I haven't read the official version that's out. It's really good. It was. It was funny. It, you know, it was very tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I understand, you know, the the internet has received it well. Yeah, it's a guided view book. You know, it's using the tools of the app, which I'm all for, or as you would call it, DC two, DC squared. I'm not sure what they call that. Oh uh, yeah, DC, DC carrot two. <laughs> That's the official <laughs> phrasing. I think I heard Dan Dadeo call it that, the DC yeah. Carrot 2. Jonesy in Math Magic Land. Over there. <laughs> <laughs> I downloaded the new Avengers, the Hickmania's globetrotting Avengers, but I can't get it in myself to read it. I think I might be dropping that book. I'm like three behind at least three of regular Avengers. It's I just read the words at this point. It's so tough to consume and understand. At least I'm I feel good reading the words. And you feel recognizing, more intelligent. Yeah, recognizing characters on screen. That's it. Let's see what else came out. Oh, how about did you read the Superior Foes of Spider Man? I was on the fence. I was going to check it out at the shop when I got there because I didn't want to buy it. Mm. I figured that would be an insta buy for you, but it's Nick Spencer. I don't know what you f- how you feel about Nick Spencer. 
I I mean I could take or leave Nick Spencer. I don't I don't have, and I don't harbor anything, good or bad. Um, it's just I don't know if it's something I feel I need, or is it just something to take my money? Hmm. You know. What about you, John? Did you read anything? Yeah, Sorry I to read make uh, you get up. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Let's see. I read a couple things that I hadn't planned on this week. Let me fire up the old app here. I bought a revival. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that uh, sale. Yeah. What? Yeah. I've been thinking about that big time. I also yeah. um yeah. yeah. I really like the first issue of Revival. I bought Peter Panzer Fest, but I haven't gotten into that yet. I think you'd love that. Let's see. If you haven't read it. I just got around to reading the new Atomic Robo as well. What do you think of that art? It's different, right? Yeah, it's it's not it's really different. Is it Wegner? Yeah, it is, but just, it, it uh, feels like his style has changed It's like a more kitty. Hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not it's bad. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And Robo is still modeled the same, but it feels like the world around him got a little more kiddish. Okay. Interesting. Let's see. So how about those, how about those uh, remender letters that you screenshotted, Dale? From that kid, age eleven. Oh man, that Dan Ramirez. F- yeah, he would. He tweeted it, and, or no, he wrote in the letter, and it's like, is there any chance? Spoilers, Captain America spoilers right now. Um, he wrote a letter to Rick, and he's like, do you think when they get back to the real world, Cap and Sharon could adopt Ian and raise him as their own? <laughs> and Rick Remender, <laughs> number five, his his response back was. Uh, that would have been a happy ending, wouldn't have, or something like that. It's like, holy crap. Oh, man. The f- the number four is, I feel like, is even more, um, opens up more can of worms, because we even talked about it last show, where we wondered if he was even really in Dimension Z, or if that oh, was even yeah. a thing. Because the kid asked, when will Cap come out of Dimension Z? And Remender asks, maybe never. Maybe he was never really there. Maybe issue 10. So I'm, I'm I'm even more excited for like I can't get any more excited for these issues than I already am. It reminds me of when Batman, when I was super jacked for Death of the Family, like that issue, mm-hmm. I was like frothing every month to get to see what was going to happen, and this is the same way. Yeah, and I just can't I can't wait to see what happens next. Now that they're maybe on Earth because Sharon is there, not that. I was tired of Dimension Z or anything like that, but I I think it's just cool. It might be cooler. It might be even more cooler to get some relatable, more relatable characters back on the uh, screen, even though it's a Captain America book. And frankly, the it only needs to feature him. Mm -hmm. The 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 I don't know the imagination behind Arnim's uh whole world. And Captain Zolandia and and everything, I I I just I love it. I and I there are people out there who thinks it's too kooky. It's not you know espionage and it. Nazis, but it's amazing. It's let it let the let, it let consume the you. issue breathe. Let it consume you. Perfect. I want to take my iPad and slap those people in the mouth that don't like this uh, <laughs> run of Cap. How about the last words that the letters page um, 
Dale. That's it for now. See you in 30 days as things get worse. Signed, Rick. <laughs> I didn't even read that. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not emotionally ready for what's going to transpire. I mean, even the last page of the last issue was uh-huh. brutal. Or, I brutal. Mean, there, was like, there was poopy dripping out of my shorts. I mean, I, I had it spoiled for me, but it wasn't... I still wanted to read the issue, but I thought maybe... I don't know. There could have been a chance. Like but that was spoilers. A, yeah, like, yeah. Like that was a construct, or that was a clone of Ian sent out, or maybe he was nicked or right, shot right. in the shoulder. Yeah, but he was shot through the neck, and he fell over the side into so, a vat of something. Yeah, it, it was just like I don't think there's maybe it was a vat of healing potions. And while I was <laughs> yeah. reading it too, like that that splash page, he got shot in the neck, and then I was like. Okay, all right. He's shot in the neck, but yeah. let's see what happens the next panel. Yeah. Next panel, him yeah. falling to his doom. And I was like, <laughs> He plummets into a vat of... I mean, there's just no recovering the body. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But it just doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't... It's not like, you know... It's just a... I, I, can't, I can't... I'm fascinated to see how it's going to end. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's... We're going to be talking about it, though, for a long time to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if the rumors are true that him and Aaron are going to do the ec- the next Marvel event? That's so good. That's when you learn that the Marvel Universe is really Heath Houston's alternate universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>